All right, welcome to another episode of Powerhouse Conversations. We are on episode 40, and today we have a special guest with us. Uh, we have Darian Kelly. Uh, he's with the Jersey Blog. The Jersey Blog is uh, is a uh, blog that uh, is about storytelling and and um, and going through and connecting sports, tech, and culture. So that's a you know that's what we're all about here on Powerhouse Conversations. So I definitely want to give Darren um, his uh, flowers and, and make sure that he's able to to talk about all the things he has going on. We have a lot of things in um, in common um, that we love to discuss. So we're gonna have a great episode today. Uh, so Darren, how are you doing today? Doing doing well, doing well, man. Everything is everything is turning outward. Thank you for having me on. Um, this is this is my first ever. Uh, First ever time being a guest on someone else's show. So for you to send this, you know, this invitation is just, I mean, I'm super grateful for the opportunity. No, I love it. I love it, man. Like I said, you, uh, you, you extended the, uh, the invitation to me first. So I definitely wanted, I knew, knew it would be a a great conversation to have and, uh, and, um, you know, talk about some things that both of us enjoy and, um, are looking forward to in the sports industry. So, uh, you know, give a, give, you know, give the people, uh, your background, who you are and, and, you know, kind of go from there. Absolutely. So for me, I was, I'm, you know, born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland, um, Baltimore city. Exactly. I know people say that it's like, you know, you, you say that out loud, like, are you from the, the county or the city? It's like, no, I was born and raised in Baltimore city. Um, you know, came up, you know, playing sports, uh, was fortunate enough to kind of grow up in an environment, you know, where, you know, basketball was huge, you know, especially in Baltimore, you know, grew up playing basketball and, um, you know, from there, sports, you know, sports became really big for me, um, you know, coming up and growing up, um, had an opportunity to, you know, to go to boarding school, essentially for high school. And, you know, that was just, you know, a crazy transition for me because, you know, I, I grew up, you know, you know, most of us really didn't get outside of our neighborhoods and, you know, with, without like AAU basketball and, and those sorts of things it didn't really offer us a lot of opportunities if it wasn't for, the, for, for those organizations and things like that. So, you know, go to high school and, and, and you know, eventually, you know, be a, be amongst people that come from different backgrounds, different, um, you know, parts of Maryland, parts of the city and really, you know, build with others. Um, you know, from there, you know, attended, you know, left, you know, left Baltimore, went to, you know, attended Susquehanna University in, in Pennsylvania. And, you know, from there, you know, majored in philosophy. I wanted to, you know, wanted to be a lawyer most of my life. Like I was just like, I wanted to be in law. I wanted to go to law school. Mm-hmm. Um, well, by the time I graduated college, it just clicked for me that that wasn't going to happen. I took gotcha. that LSAT about two to three times, um, and it just, you know, it just kind of just sat with me like, wow, like this isn't, this isn't for me. Um, I ultimately, you know, became a community organizer in Baltimore, and gotcha. um, you know, was able to, you know, complete a lot of, you know, relevant projects, um, you know, from turning vacant lots into green spaces, um, as well as, you know, building, you know, a, a playground, you know, partnering with the likes of the Kaboom Foundation. Um, to build a playground to, you know, encourage, you know, you know, youth play and, and youth, you know, playground, you know, uh, exposure within the community. Um, and then, you know, from, from there, it was just pretty much like, you know, what's next for me, you know, because I was able to accomplish a lot as a community organizer on top of those projects as far as community events, you know, bringing different resources to the community. And so I was just kind of like, you know, trying to figure out what was next for me. So from there, you know, after doing that for about a year and a half, I, you know, caught a one-way ticket to, you know, Irvine, California. Um, I had a, one of my best friends, you know, had lived out there from college. He was like a brother to me. And you know, I will always, you know, 
we were super close and, you know, I would always think like, man, like I got to do something different. I got to like see, you know, see something else and wound up, you know, out there and started, you know, working in the tech space, you know, on the talent side of things, the talent sources to allow for me to understand business, right. understand, you know, the tech industry from that perspective. And then, you know, spent some time out there and moved to, to Dallas, Texas. I was living in Dallas for about four years. Um, and then it was from when I was in Dallas that I started to really take, you know, getting into the sports industry serious because I became aware of a program through the University of North Texas that was an NBA focused program within sport and entertainment management. And from there, it gave me exposure into, you know, what the sports business was. And it was also part of the Dallas Cowboys. So I was able to, you know, go to the star, you know, take part in different, um, you know, different pitch competitions with different executives within the Cowboys organization. So it really exposed me to a lot. And then so just recently I, I moved, you know, from there, I moved to Houston, you know, not too long ago. And now I'm really tapping into, you know, the, the, the sports tech space, you know, as it is in Houston, because it, you know, even, you know, with Dallas kind of, you know, with Houston lacks or with Dallas is more so the sports teams, I would say. And, you know, you have the Cowboys, you have the Mavericks, like, you know, the Cowboys is the biggest brand in the world, sports brand in the world. Um, but like in Houston there, you know, the sports brands are not necessarily on the same level as it is in Dallas, but for what it lacks in that department, it has a very strong um, sports tech ecosystem. Um, gotcha. and, and so now I'm diving into that. So that's pretty much, um, you know, my story, like how I got to where I'm at now. No, that's 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 dope. That's dope. And I, I, I like how you, uh, you know, kind of broke that down. Um, what at what point did you come up with the jersey um, and like how did that come about? Yeah, so the jersey, wow, the jersey came about when, you know, I, I had, you know, had the idea of like, you know, I really want to get into sports. Like I was like, okay, I, I don't know exactly what I want to do, but I really want to get into it. And so my first, you know, kind of thoughts were I want to work for a team or I want to work for an organization. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I started to like apply to jobs and, you know, not really get a lot of traction. I just kind of started to get down. But then I think it was like, you know, my girlfriend, she was like, well, why don't you, why don't you just start your own thing? You know, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to like wait for someone to crown you. And so mm -hmm. that's what kind of brought me to the point where, you know, I'm going to create something for myself. And for me, the Jersey is just all about storytelling. Like, I think that's the, that's the, the thing that I love the most about sports is like, you know, it's one thing to watch a game and to enjoy a game, but it's like, how did the team get there? Or how did this, this particular athlete get there? And then from a, a broader concept of sports business, it's like, you know, sports is more than just the athletes, right? It's the people that, yep. you know, that are, the, you know, around the business side of things and they have stories as well as to how yep. they got there. And so that's what essentially pushed me to, to, to launch it as a blog, because I was like, I'm really interested in sports business and technology. I would consume a lot of the content on a day-to-day -day basis, whether it was front office sports, sports business journal. But I was like, you know, Hey, like, why don't, why can I not be that too? So right. that is just something that really you know motivated me just consuming that content. No, no, no. That's that's definitely dope. Because I mean, I know a lot of people that that are doing um, anything in sports can relate to that. Like you know, applying for all these jobs. I was I, I used to go to conferences, going to these networking events, and it's like either either they uh you know they either they're not hiring or they're you know they're hiring for these jobs that have nothing to do with what you're trying to do, and they're paying very little. So then it's like, especially with you, you know, you being um, in the tech industry. So like, you know, you have to, you have to, uh, to balance out like, okay, well, do I, do I stay, you know, do I make, uh, you know, better money in, in, in the tech industry or do I try to go take this job 
that is in sports, but it's not even going to pay. It's not even going to pay me good money. And it's not what I would want to do in, in sports. Like they'll give you a, you know, okay, Hey, you start off in, in, in a call center basically. And it's like, you're not learning. Um, you're not learning about the business. Like, I think that's something that definitely, uh, you know, a lot of people that, uh, probably are going to listen to this can relate to. So I think that's dope. Yeah, absolutely. And then I look at it as like this, if you're ever in that, that kind of predicament where we're trying to figure out, you know, if you're, you know, if you're trying to switch industries in a sense, I say mm-hmm. like, in the meantime, it's always best to start something on your own because you may not get the payoff in that moment. Like even with myself, like I always, you know, I'm like, why am I, you know, I can't wait for the Jersey to be as big as, you know, X, Y, Z media platform. But what you have to realize is that, you know, if you're looking to get into the sports industry and you're going from one industry to the other, you got to have something of your own because even with you starting at the bottom, it's like, you know, your contributions are, you know, are, are big, you know, but at the end of the day, you got to stay true to yourself and, and, and invest in yourself more than just, you know, making the transition and, and starting out from the bottom just just for the sake of doing that. Like, you got to really be intentional with your, your transition. So, that's yep. really- and even from the, even from the standpoint of, uh, if you want somebody to to hire you, quote unquote, hire you, then you have to have something to show them that you have done it on yourself. And then it also shows that you're a self starter. You don't you're not going to wait. So when they're when they're when you come on their job or when when you're in that interview process, you can say, hey, you know, there's a project that's coming up and I'm not going to I'm not I'm going to be someone who is going to take charge and own that project like like your your business or your quote unquote uh you know your your thing that you started on your own is a is could be a project for ESPN like those are many businesses that that that, that those that uh people uh have to look at it like so every, everything that you do uh don't be afraid to to uh you know to step out and and take a leap of faith and 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 do it for yourself because the way i look at it like um your passion if you if you have a passion for it like most of the stuff that I would do, that I do, I would do for free anyway. So like, what is it costing me to create this? Like you just said, podcast, create this blog, create this business. Like, what am I going to, what else am I going to be doing? Like, I, this is something that I enjoy doing. So, um, I think, I think a lot of people need to, to, for one, stick to it. Right. Because I think a, a lot, of, and, I, and that's one thing I'm proud of. This is, you know, like I said, 40 episodes in, of of the of of the podcast of being able to make sure that you can show that you can do something and actually follow through and stick to it and and show that that uh that longevity and show that uh you know show show that ability to to uh to start and finish something or not even in this case not necessarily finish but continue to do it it shows that mental fortitude and and everything of that nature 100% like I like I think that with you like just giving your flowers before we move on like the fact that you're on a 40th episode is huge because, you know, I personally look up to that. Like I like, you know, with you, you know, the way you release your content and you're consistent week every, I mean, from the weeks to the days, I mean, just, you know, if you're building your, your subscriber base on YouTube and just, you know, I, I, I love seeing that because you don't really see a lot of people who are consistently doing it. Like you said, you're doing it for free. It just shows that like, you know, it just shows that if you have a passion and you stick with you, stay consistent, 
it you know you're building something at the end of the day so i wanted to just let you know just hearing that you're on your 40th episode it's like that's motivation for me and a lot of other people out there who are in the similar similar spotlights so. no i appreciate it. i appreciate it so let's dive into this you know the meat and the potatoes of it like so what uh you know when you when you talk about uh sports tech and culture what is exciting you the most uh about what's going on out there yeah, I think that if, if I was to kind of, you know, break it down, I would say the from the the sports standpoint, I think that on a level, I think on the, the collegiate level of things, you have obviously the NIL piece, which is very fascinating to me because, you know, it's something that, you know, as we come up as sports fans and if you watch college sports, we, we, we remember those, you know, those stories on ESPN of like, you know, the NCAA violations and, yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the people that are often like demonized and now we see a complete culture shift with the NIL. And and I think from the, the tech side of things, it's like, you know, we often look at tech as something that's like, you know, we, we look at like these big companies like Apple or Microsoft or, you know, we look at like, the barrier of entry being so high, but it's actually different. I think it's all about, you know, contributing. And so what excites me from the tech standpoint is that, um, you know, there are, you know, more, you know, athletes and entrepreneurs that are getting involved in tech that are not, that are just, you know, not being, you know, not letting the barrier of entry, entry discourage them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, you look at, um, I can think of many examples that there are people that are, you know, I, like I, for example, one of the guys that I had on my post, my podcast, you know, Josh, Josh Ibrahim, who has ProfitX, which is a software that is used, a data analytics software using, that, that is used by, teams to evaluate, you know, player production and, and contracts. And he's partnered with, you know, a guy like Spencer Dimwitty, who is, you know, is involved in, involved in tech. I mean, you look at, you know, what Kevin Durant is doing yep. um, you know, on, on the tech side. So a lot of yep. athletes are getting involved and in really showing other athletes like, hey, like you don't have to go and have your computer science degree or you don't have to go the traditional route. You can leverage your, you know, your impact in the culture specifically to open doors for other people. So I think that those, you know, those different things. And then at the culture side, I mean, you know, we run the show. Our community runs the show. You know, right. We make things cool in a sense. And so yep. there are a lot of, there are, you know, many aspects. And I was I was having a conversation with a mentor of mine. And, you know, she was saying that, you know, we look at it as um, sports and culture, but it's really the culture that influences sports. Right. You know, right. everything from, you know, the, like, for example, the gritty, you know, like in, in NFL, you know, Justin Jefferson is doing that now is actually in the, the Madden game. Yeah, you know, yeah, just yeah. something as small as a dance is really, you know, that is popular in our culture is now influencing how, you know, people, you know, people who play video games, how they see right. us and how they take part in it. So I just think that those nuances are, you know, are, are happening and it's a great thing to see them all come together. No, I think I think that is spot on. Right. Because even from the standpoint of, like you just said, these guys that are investing in tech, like. They don't have to know they, they don't have to be the expert right but they can when in the past they were doing something else with their money they are Absolutely. taking their money and they're investing in tech and that is in sense giving an opportunity to somebody who didn't necessarily get those opportunities and they can Im- impact you know the uh, black and brown people you know by you know investing because v- uh, when you talk about it from a vc standpoint those dollars weren't going to our community. So now if they have these opportunities to be able to invest in it, that's going to be something that's going to help out uh, us and help out the culture 
Uh, so all these things intersect and, and, this, and this is how it's always been, right? It's just now that we are becoming more knowledgeable about these things, we're able to, to, uh, to impact our communities. So I think that's dope. Absolutely. I think that, you know, technology is, you know, I think that it, it is creating, it, it's a platform, it's a, it's a space in which it's, it's creating, it's actually a bridge between the both, you know, between mm-hmm. sports and culture. Look at it yep. like that, like, like technology is that bridge and, and it's something that we can all be a part of because, yep. you know, we all have smartphones. We all, you know, we, you know, we all have, you know, some sort of affiliation with an app and, and how it works. And so, you know, just having that curiosity alone allows for you to say, okay, how does this work? How do I get involved with this? I mean, you look at gaming and esports, like that is, you know, that is a that is a, an example of how tech is is bridging, you know, bridging both those two aspects of sports and culture. So it, it's grown for sure. No, I, I definitely I definitely agree because even when you say when you even when you talk about like you just say esports, right? Think back to when we were growing up that this was it, it was something that like, oh, you're lazy. Oh, you're this. Hey, get off that game. You're spending too much time on it. And to think that in today's in, in, today, in 2022 that these kids, these I mean, grown ups as well, like but they're they're literally able to be, uh, you know, millionaires in some instances and um, or just, hey, have a career in it. Right. And then that opens up for other careers, right? Like you said, we always got to think about, hey, it's it's the person that's playing it, but there's always other people around it that are able to to uh, to eat or to to uh, eat, uh, create opportunities for their family uh, through these um, through these avenues, right? So I think that's definitely something that's uh, that's definitely something that you have to to look towards and and it's definitely something that you uh you have to pay attention to and one of the things that i like with dream big sports is that you know i want to make sure that i'm helping uh these athletes be able to leverage the technology right because you talked about like every i think people overcomplicate when they think of tech uh they they always think about you know the the big tech or the 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 sports wearables and the things of that nature but really like you just said you think about social media you think about uh you know when it comes from just applications that you're using to create create content and to uh, and to get your your message out to the people how are we creating the content and and um helping these athletes become a part of the uh, creator economy right so uh you know they're able to utilize their brand and their name their image their likeness we talked about with the college athletes but that i mean that's for for all athletes it's not just it, they just brought it to college because they were getting over on them in the past but your uh, how can you uh, utilize technology to leverage your name your image and your likeness and create something that is able to make money for you where you're not depending on someone else to make that money for you so i think that's something big absolutely and i think it's, i think it's a matter of looking at it because even just how you know how i grew up i just feel as though like we you know we often had like a one track mind as far as viewing things you know we we it was like you know we we come up and it's like oh, i want to go to the league you know i want to play i want to be a professional athlete and then when that doesn't work out it's like oh i want to you know be you know become sort of some sort of a professional but not necessarily looking at the entire landscape of it you mm-hmm. know what i mean i think oftentimes mm-hmm. when you come from an environment where you're always in survival mode yeah. it allows you to to just see things one sort of a way and not look at like 
how does you know how how you know how is this entity generating revenue or like yep. you said from a creative stamp creator standpoint you know how can i leverage my brand or how can i you know partner with this you know brand to like you know bring awareness to it you know and i think that that's something that we um we 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 don't we overlook sometimes and when we do the you know like with dream big sports or just any any platform or agency in which is you know leveraging brand recognition it's like you're creating a community through your brand and some people that might not have you know might not have heard about dream big sports or might not yep. have heard about the jersey so it's a way in which you know you're you're you know the brands are coming to grab kept coming together but also the communities are, are joining as well so that's a, that's an exciting thing to see when we talk about yep. brand part. because because even when you think about it from from the standpoint of you know these 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 athletes have always had fans right but they didn't know what it meant to build a community like it's just a different like you you've always had these fans but how can you take those fans and build a community and become a close like how can you leverage that for, for where you're not depending on the nikes where you're not depending on you know whatever other um they because they're taking they're taking your community and they're selling to them right so they're buying from nike instead of them being able to buy directly from you so that's where some of these you know these these uh these this new technology like web3 and these you know um you know the coins uh you know uh, tokens like all these things are 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 is technology that allows you like you just said to take that 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 bridge and and, and connect culture and connect the athlete and tech is that bridge that, that, that brings them together. Yep. So I know, uh, one of the things that you, you are really big on is the black representation in, 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 in media, right? So how do you, what's your, what's your, uh, your thoughts on that and how can it improve? Yeah. So the representation is big because you, you look at, you know, for me, like when I was trying to figure out like what my contribution to sports was going to become, like I looked up to, you know, the, the announcers or the, the Stephen A. Smiths of the world, and even just from a, a journalistic approach, uh, because I've always had a passion for writing. You know, when I was had my law school pursuits, I was always constantly writing. Like writing was a passion of mine. But it was just more so that I didn't really see a lot of people that looked like me that were interviewing the athletes or, you know, directing, you know, the documentaries, telling the stories of, of, of these individuals. You know, so it just, you know, for me, it was just like, you know, man, I, I just got to figure out a way to get involved. Because even with the whole shakeup with, um, you know, we look at the, the announcers that, you know, you had, you know, Troy Aikman and, and Joe Buck going to ESPN and you had like, you know, different people, you know, going to Amazon, right? Mm -hmm. These are all mostly white men, you know, there right, they're, right, they're right. aren't you know, there aren't any, you know, black men that are that you see, you know, not necessarily you know, from the the perspective of being in the booth and, and being a broadcaster, but just even right. in a wider direction. It's like, you know, now that people have that voice. And so for me, it was just more so like I gotta really for my contribution, I gotta really understand what my voice is, but but also understand I'm representing you know, a people or a community of individuals that want to get involved, you know, you know, yep. want to you know, contribute in a way of like telling the stories of these of these individuals, not just the athletes, but just the, the people that impact the business side of things. And so I think that things are getting a lot better, though. I think that we're, we're moving in a better direction. You look at um, Byron Allen, who was a guy that I look up to tremendously. He just did the deal with, you know, HB, you know, HBCU Go as far as ensuring that, you know, more games, you know, more, you know, football games and, and other games that are, are shown on a, a more, um, 
you know, in a platform in which everyone can see those games. So I think that there are a lot of people that are in media, black people that are in media, they're using their platform to expand, you know, expand viewership. But I think when you, when you talk about outside of just the games and the content creation and the behind the scenes, I think that we need more um, black representation because, you know, it's different when, you know, when you, when we can all relate to the cultural aspects of, you know, of, of our experiences, you know, I think that it's it's one way, you know, it's one way in which we don't have to like censor a lot. We can just be yeah. honest and free and just really, you know, be as raw as possible. And I think that when you don't, when you don't identify, it kind of causes you to, to, to maybe want to hold back things or not be as authentic and truthful. So I think that, you know, that's where I can see it improving. That's what, what I want to do, you know, moving forward. No, and I, I really think that's a, that's a good point because when you really think about it, when you when you have like when you when you see these announcers and and when you see you don't see many people that look like us, like we're we're definitely capable. We're definitely going to be entertaining. So why don't we have these the uh you know black uh you know black people that are that are calling these games right? Because the majority of the players are black, right? So why uh, and majority of the stars are black? Why can't we have somebody on national television that speaks like us, that looks like us, and able to entertain us in in a way that that is uh that is gonna uh, keep our eyes on on the screens and, and and keep us tuned in, um just like the uh the players on the field are keeping us tuned in, um I, I think that there has to be some type of representation, um that that uh that is talking and speaking our language. Absolutely, and and, and I don't want it to just be you know just be about the broadcasters. I mean, there's so many other aspects. I mean. You look at you look at the if you look at the the amount of broadcasters and, and, and how we're not representing that realm, but you look on the flip side, you look at the you know the other aspects of media. You look at podcasting. I guarantee you, like you know, from you know the you know the pivots and the I am athletes of the world, you know the knuckleheads, the yeah, um, you know that's why like that's what inspired the jersey. Essentially, it was just like these guys can go, you know, because they're they're the ones like not everybody's gonna make it to ESPN, not everybody's gonna make it to Fox. So, and then the thing is, is that, you know, if it's not the games, we're not even really, I'm not really consuming, you know, ESPN and Fox. Like the days of me just like being a kid and just having sports center on all day is a thing of the past. I'm on YouTube, yes. I'm watching, I'm watching, you know, these, these uh, athlete inspired podcasts. And then I think it, and I think it's taken a step further. We need more representation when it comes to um, media platforms that are, you know, talking about the businesses, the business behind sports, yep. you know, because it's, it's so nuanced. And like a lot of what I see right now in the market is, is such a like a, you know, even the guests, it's, it's all like it's not a lot of diversity. Like if you, you get on these like, you know, you know, these podcasts around sports business, you there is diversity. But at the same time, it's like maybe one or two or three people. Yeah. So we need, we need more people, you know, you know, like yourself, like me that are really you know given you know given others the platform within the yep. sports business realm to talk to tell their stories because like i said you know they're not you know they're not going to have the they're not going to initially have the big platforms you know initially you know what i mean so it takes some time but we also got to do it to each other's service to to you know to help get those voices and those stories out there yep and no no i think i think that's that's a great amazing point right because I don't, I, you know, just maybe just a couple of years ago before, before the pandemic, right. I used to mm -hmm. hey, get up and I'm turning on first take, turning on, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, sports center. I'm turning on, you know, uh, undisputed. I, I, I only listen to clips. Now I go to YouTube and I, and I put it on and, and I see if, a t if there's a topic that interests me 
And then I I watch that segment about that topic. But other than that, I'm consuming the content that I want to to see and I want to hear. So I think that that is a good point because now you're seeing that it's two sides to that, right? You're the way that we're consuming the content and who we're consuming the content from. I don't necessarily want to see the analysts that didn't necessarily play the sport at that level because of the way they talk about the athletes that they're that they're that they're talking about. The the uh the pro athletes of today are typically going to speak on the other athletes with a level of respect that they deserve, and and that's what and I think that Draymond was brilliant when he came up with the new media thing, like right. So he was able to to change the narrative and and have that conversation of hey, you can talk about these athletes in a way that you can break down the game, you can analyze the game, but you can also speak to it critically with being respectful and i think that's that's brilliant yeah and and to to the credit to the point of of of, you know draymond and creating a new media i love that you know because it's like we for the majority of our lives playing sports we you know we were critiqued by like constantly like critiqued and critiqued by people that by analysts that a didn't look like us but b like didn't understand fully where we, where those athletes were coming from, you know, we're kind of painting them in the light in which, you know, it wasn't necessarily positive. So mm-hmm. to see people like, you know, you know, uh, Draymond Green offering those perspectives in a way that's just, respectful and like we respect it. I mean, we respect Draymond, you know, we respect his opinion, you know, as yeah. fans, you know, we, we, we yeah. want, we tune, I, I'm tuning in, I'm tuning into the, to the Draymond Green show. So I think that it, it, it's changing it. And I think that that's, what's going to ultimately like speed up the diversity in media because, a large part of your viewership, it's like, you know, you're, you're going to lose viewers if, you if if you know, you don't have any type of, like, representation. You know, it's like, why do we, you know, why do, you know, in the, in the, in the early days, it's like, why, why would we, you know, if it was a Stephen A segment or a clip, like, why would we click on that? Because we know that Stephen A is going to probably, you know, say something that's relevant to our community. Same with, same with, uh, uh, uncle, uh, uncle, you know, Shannon Sharp. Why are we clicking on what he's saying? Because we know that he's going to offer a perspective that, that we can relate to. So that's that's super important in media. And I think that we need to see um, more of it. And I think it's changing, but we need to continue to, to, to stay consistent with those nuances. Yep. I think it's pushing, um, pushing the culture forward. And I think that it is uh, forcing the media to stop sensationalizing, um, you know, these hot topics and these clickbait stories, right? Like, let's get some substance behind what we're going to talk about in the media. So I think that's big. And I think the more that we see these athletes create their own platforms to to uh, to drive uh, to drive uh, more uh, content to um, to the athletes that are, you know, that need to be respected. I think that's when you're going to see the pressure for the ESPNs of the world to pull up and get some more people. That's why like when Pat Bev came on and Pat Bev was like re- respected or not like it, I didn't like everything that he said, but respected or not, it was, you know, somebody like that, right? You, you have friends that played the sport and they're going to talk in that, in that, in that manner. So I think it, it's definitely something that you're going to see where you need that representation. You, but you also saw that Pat Bev can speak critically about the game, but he can, he knows the game and he can analyze the game. So you have to respect it. Absolutely. And I mean, yeah. the same, the same as, the same as it is in the sports business side of things. I think that, 
you know, we're understanding that, you know, just as a community, as a whole, you know, we're understanding that sports is a, is a business now. And we want to be a part of that. I think that's why you, you see more, you know, black content creators and, and more people that are, you know, from the culture creating different platforms, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a blog, whether it's, um, you know, all sorts of sorts of content creation, because it's like, you know, we want to we want to be a part of that, too. You know, we have stories as well. We we, we want to you know offer our perspective in that. And so I think that, you know, we're, we're seeing it just from a, 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 a media side, sports media side, but on the sports business side, I think that we're, we're living in that kind of renaissance time now. I mean, you know, I, I haven't, you know, just to see so many different platforms of, of, of you know, of people from the community, black men, you know, black women, you know, being able to create platforms for others. It's very like we need more of it, but it's exciting to be a part of that with our contributions as well. No, uh, yeah, I, I definitely think that's that's huge. Um, one thing that I did want to uh, to discuss, and I wanted to go back to it, but the conference realignment and the impact that that's going to have on media, and then you know that's going to also impact NIL. So, what's your thoughts on that? Wow. So. The conference realignment is something that is, I don't think a lot of people are, you know, I think people aren't really giving enough attention to it, you know, mm-hmm. in the sense that it, for those who don't know, I'm speaking of how, um, you know, you have, you know, the, you know, started with Texas, University of Texas in Oklahoma, um, essentially, you know, announcing that they're going to the SEC, I believe, I think it's 2023, I could be off, um, but, you know, fairly soon, they're going into the SEC, and then you have also two followed up with, um, UCLA and USC going into the Big Ten, and the Big Ten just recently did a, a huge, uh, a huge deal, pretty much off of that, right? It's somewhere in the you know a seven billion dollar media deal across different networks. From I think it's uh, you know Fox, NBC. Um, I'm not sure if ESPN's involved. I think they are. I could be wrong, but it's across multiple networks. And so when you look at that, when you, when you dissect it from okay. When we start, we look at the SEC side of things, you know, their contract is being, you know, it's almost up with CBS and they're going to be entirely ESPN. What networks are, what other uh, networks are within that that tree that that, that SEC owns? You have the SEC network, you have the Texas going over there, you have the tech, you have the Longhorn network. So you have these different networks that are, mm-hmm. you know, that are also aligning themselves with ESPN, but you look at those brands as well. You look at Texas and Oklahoma, you know, story brands. You know, for example, we looked at the Texas Alabama game that was just this past weekend. That was the the most watched game in Fox history. Yeah, I thought it. And in which that's gonna, but the thing is, is like, the funny thing is, you know, Fox is Fox is really like, you know, on top of that, they also have taken out I want to say about eighteen different ads for this upcoming Super Bowl. So they, they're really pushing themselves to be competitive and, you know, for the listeners and viewers, you know, as this season goes on, particularly in college football, I wonder what the, I wonder if there's going to be a game this season that's going to get anywhere close to that game from a viewership standpoint, because you also got to think about viewership. Yeah. Um, what, you know, what makes, um, you know, what makes the Big Ten deal so special is that you have, you know, two West Coast teams in USC and, USC and UCLA joining uh the big 10 network which you know from a, a story standpoint you know from the market standpoint you have markets like chicago you have the entire midwest yeah. and you have la which is the number one you know media market so you bring that into the full and it's like 
like people are wondering like, oh, how's this going to impact the athletes? You got to fly across the country or whatever. It, you know, ultimately the athletes don't really have much say. So it's all about the, the schools that are benefiting from this, from these different deals, not necessarily the athletes. From an NIL perspective, is it, it it's only going to benefit them unless they the athletes get a piece of all of that, right? Because if 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 if, um, if the Big Ten network is is able to get a seven point eight billion dollar deal, how, that's just their cut. What is the cut for you know the athletes that are that are playing on the field each and every each and every day? So yep. it, it, it it's interesting because it's like as as conference realignment is taking place, people have to think about not just these games is games, but these games are products at the end of right, the day. Like, right, just right. About, you know, these games are products. And that's why you see a lot of people like Hulu and Amazon, they're trying to get, because sports is the, a sports game is the hottest piece of content you can have on your network. Yep. You know what I mean? So yep. it, it is, it's a lot of moving parts, but when we talk about how it's impacted NIL, you know, it's only going to be impactful if the athletes get a piece of that, you know, because it, yeah. if, don't it, it's a it's an injustice yeah i just i posted a clip uh i think yesterday um jalen rose was on eyl and he was talking about it and he was talking about how it, this was on the nike side he was talking about how you know they take they take the they take their cut from nike but they don't you know they don't divvy that up with the with the athletes so the athletes yeah. can't get a nike deal right the you know they can't get a deal with Fox. They can't get a deal with ABC, but they're still taking that, they're still take that big, that big, uh, that big chunk of money from, from, um, you know, these, these, uh, these networks and they're going to, they, you know, they're not going to, unless they, like you just said, unless they divvy that up between the athletes, then like, it's still a problem of like, you're not really giving them their worth, but you're going to treat them like they're pro athletes and fly them all across the country right so like when you if it if it's not making geographical sense like now you're like okay are they fine like what are, are they fine private or like what are what are they what are they doing to do all of this and so now you you are getting them into these these scenarios where they are essentially pro athletes they're not they're no longer um you know focusing on school because if i if if i'm an athlete and i i'm in the big 10 and i um, let's just say Ohio State, right? Columbus, Ohio, and I have to fly to, um, you know, the West Coast. I fly to Cali. How much schoolwork am I really doing, or how many classes I'm really going to? Like, I just had a game last week, and I just and I got to fly to Cali. So, like, what am I re- like? How am I really being able to still be a student athlete? These are all the things that that have to be talked about, and all the things that that aren't probably being addressed. And being swept under the rug because okay, yeah, we had to allow them to make their name and make their money off their name, image, and likeness. But hey, we still can get the big cut of where the real money is, where the where the bees where the bees are, right? Where the billions are, we can still get this the, these billions, and we'll let them get a couple, we'll let them get a million maybe um, if they can go find it on their own. But the big money, we're still gonna we're still gonna make it for for ourselves. You know what you're saying is key because you're just going back to that Texas Alabama game. Look at who the quarterbacks were. Right? Yep. You had you had Quint, Quinn Ewers who left, you know, for you know, for gone his, his senior year of high school to go to Ohio State to collect NIL money because he couldn't do it in Texas as a, as a high school athlete. Mm-hmm. You had you had Bryce Young, 
You know, mm-hmm. you Bryce Young and you look at the the different amount of deals, you know, NIL deals he has on his plate. Yep. So that alone, you look at that and, and the fact that these these two teams are going to to be um within the SEC and a part of eventually, you know, under that ESPN or excuse me, Disney umbrella, mm-hmm. it's gonna attract a lot of viewership. And yep. that's where it comes down to because it's like you can, you know, you can um amass a lot of money within NIL, but if the product Right. If the product isn't, you know, then there's going to be a, a, a correlation and it's going to kind of be off in a sense. And so it's just something to think about. You know, we look at that yep. game. I think we I think people like might have overlooked that. But that's that's just that those Alabama, Texas games are going to be games that are going to be watched more. Yeah. We, look, we think about, you know, Arch Manning is coming to Texas. Yep. And, you know, if he if he's able to kind of able to look to that hype. I mean, people are people are definitely going to be tuned in, and he's also he just also happens to be one of the top NIL, you know, you know, he's at the top of the list when it comes to NIL. I think at like four, maybe four and a half million or, yep. or three and a half million within that context. So, yeah, it's I mean, it, it, it's a lot bigger than what we think. No, because like like you said, it's two of the biggest brands in in, in um in in college football or, or college sports in general, right? Because when you, when you talk about when you talk about these colleges, you have to talk about them as brands. They they have to be considered like they're no these are no longer schools these are brands and you're talking about some of the biggest brands in college sports and they are coming into the same conference so these these type of games if you have the talent on the field that's going to be a yearly game that you may that you may be able to see so I think it's going to be huge I think it's going to be huge well I I know we're we're coming towards the end. And, and I want to I, I want to make sure we wrap up, but I do have some um, I do have some some questions I want to get 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 on uh, with you. And um, w- one of them is, who is your favorite athlete growing up? It will have to be AI. Yeah, OK, OK, that was that was the guy that like he, you know, from the jersey, you know, yeah. Jerseys to the shorts to the yep. shoes to the, to the, the answer wristband yep. like that was, he influenced the culture yeah yeah one hundred percent so yeah I would have to say yeah he was yeah that's my guy I got I got him right there up on, on on my wall so that's that's my guy that's my guy I love it I love it so um I also want to know who is your biggest uh your biggest or your favorite um business um you know influence like who who's your who's your who did you look up to from a business standpoint. Say I wouldn't say it was just necessarily one person. I would say like I would say LeBron, just with what he's been able to do. You know that whole you know shut up and dribble, mm-hmm. you know can you know campaign how he's been able to flip that into different businesses, different revenue streams, and mm-hmm. also bring his friends with him, which is yep. something that you know we see a lot of. And mm-hmm. then the media side, I gotta say Byron Allen. I mean, okay. that's someone that like. You know, he, you know, he, you don't really see a lot of black men owning their own media companies, and yep. you know, just the things he's had to gone, he had to go through to get to this point. Um, you know, with, with Comcast and things like that, to to now get to where he's owning, like you know, likes the Weather Channel. So, it, I would say, those two guys are like my favorite, like business guys from the, from the sports standpoint. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, um, what do? You, what's your biggest uh thing that you want um our audience to take away from um from you? coming on today yeah the biggest thing i want them to take away is just like when it comes to sports business and, and, and technology just get involved you know and just stay consistent i think that's the biggest thing it's like consistency is king you know and i think that if 
you're having trouble with that, lean on your peers. You know, when I when there are times where I'm having trouble with my consistency, I look up to you. You know, you're someone that I look up to. I'm like, if Fred can do it, I can do it. So just get involved and, and, and not get so, you know, don't get so caught up in, you know, overthinking about, you know, oh, what if it doesn't work? Or, you know, what if this isn't, you know, the right, you know, the right thing to do? It's like, just do it. You know, just do yeah. it. Just get involved. And don't try. Don't sweat the small things. So just have that courage and just stay consistent with whatever you're doing. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. So as we close out, you know, I want to make sure that you all go follow the Jersey blog. Uh, make sure that you all, you know, tap in. Um, great content. He's definitely going to uh, to to make sure that you're getting the information that you need from a media perspective and, and making sure that 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 you're that you're going to be fulfilled and and have some. Um, some good things to uh, to take away. Uh, you know, it's again episode forty. Uh, we have another one next week. This will be uh, this will be a, a, another good one. We're going to be heading more into the to the Web three and a, a lot of other uh, a lot of a, a lot of other great content that you're going to want to hear. So um, you know, stay tuned as we uh, as we close out. See y'all next week.